0: Thank you very much Rick and uh, it's lovely to be able to share this with, uh, with Liz and uh, one of the things we want to say is the reason we had the first session and what Liz has been sharing again in the first half of this session is that it's absolutely foundational uh, to everything else. We build on that and we'll keep returning there as well. So in this second session when um, we've got a bit of scaffolding uh, around our house at the moment it's been up there for about three or four weeks if you've come and visited our house because of uh, getting up on the roof and doing things around it and the scaffolding is necessary you know to do the repair work or what have you and this second half is looking perhaps at some of the bits of scaffolding if you like that can be there in our lives as we live out our lives as Bodies and our minds and our emotions and the stuff of life, uh, you know, that Liz referred to just for that final example. You know, this is how we live life. And in one sense, some of what we're looking at is saying this could help you. This is perhaps a spiritual discipline or practice that that might help you build that inner life, return to the center. It's not saying Because I'm sure you were listening to Liz, even if you fall asleep during this one. It's not saying that these are the things that make us right with God or define who we are. But, to strengthen that inner life, to be returned... We're going to come to the potter a bit later on. And then metamorpho, we know that word, don't we? Metamorphosis. That utter transformation, where he says again in Romans, be transformed by the renewing of your minds. That's why, if you like, as Liz was sharing about, it's the the truth of God (coughs) on which we base our lives and how we think about ourselves ourselves. And how we think about God. And that happens in the mind. So it's the renewing of our minds by God that leads to this transformation. John Ortberg, if we don't become changed from the inside out, we will be tempted to find external methods to satisfy our need to feel different from those outside the faith. It's why some Christians can be very judgmental or can say, well, we do this, you don't, um, to show their distinctiveness. But actually, that's not about grace, is it, at all? It's about self-justification. We will settle for being informed That's what Liz was talking about there, the growth of knowledge, or conformed. Not conformed to the likeness of his son, conformed to the world around us and people's opinions and expectations on you and on me. 400 years BC, these four little words, um, because there is... um, truth and understanding in uh, other philosophers and other other people all made in the image of God as within so without and that's why we're saying this, this inner life our resting in God our knowing Christ our deep contentment in who we are in God is what is so important. As within, so without. temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God. You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore honour God with your body. And so, for instance, When we're tired, when we're not getting enough sleep, for whatever reason, that can have an impact on our relational life, on our spiritual life, how we react. It doesn't change who we are in Christ, but it's an effect on our body. If we decide we want to get drunk, you know, it has an effect on our body. It has an effect on our spiritual relationship. Don't get me wrong, I'm not cutting across at all what Liz said. You know, because if, if that's happened, and as you heard me share in church um, a month or so ago, you know, that's happened for me. And my, no, it doesn't, I, it doesn't um, define who we are. And we don't want to wallow in guilt and shame. But it will affect... That spiritual centre because our bodies are important to us. When you've had a nasty operation or are feeling really poorly, it's not surprising perhaps you think, oh, I, don't, I don't necessarily feel close to God. I don't really know. I'm finding prayer really difficult here. I can remember when I had my appendix out, you know, and, and then I had an infection afterwards and I felt awful. And oh, and I shared, you know, I shared with my vicar or whatever, I said, you know, I just don't feel like praying. don't feel like reading my Bible. And he just said, you know, we'll do it for you. You know, we'll, there. You know, because our bodies are important to us uh, and have a great effect on how we feel and how we relate. And it, that's a deep phrase, isn't it? Your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. Because the Spirit of God has earthed itself, has fleshed itself in you and me and in the bodies that we have. And we have our wills. So Paul said there, offer your bodies, do not conform. Rather, clothe yourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ and do not think about how to gratify the desires of the sinful nature. And so, equally, in trying to live, well, we'll come to not trying trying to work harder, but living in the centre, it will be about when we know we've messed up, Keeping short accounts and coming straight back to the heart of God, and if we if our minds are being renewed, we'll know that as we come back to the heart of God, He's not there with a big stick or a stern look. He's there with arms that are open wide, with nail prints in. It's costly. We are told God grieves over sin. We're not, we're not downplaying sin tonight or any night. You know. We know that is part of the human condition. But we want to free people from condemnation. And the act of the will is just saying, I will return to God. I will offer my body afresh to him. I will clothe myself in Christ. And God has made us, it's part of his loving freedom that he's made us, hasn't he? With the power of choice. The power of choice. So. We're coming to land a bit, thinking a bit about spiritual disciplines. I'm not going through them all, uh, far from it. We've not got time for that. Um, we're offering them out there. But Dallas Willard speaks of three major areas that God uses in our continuing transformation. He speaks of a golden triangle of formation. So Paul is praying for the people, you know, with tears until Christ's life. And that's why I said, um, what did you enjoy doing with your bodies? Because actually, you know, playing a sport or having a dance or going for a walk as a, a healthy discipline can be a spiritual discipline. That benefits your body and your, your life in Christ. They can be ordinary things that are taken up. That you, yes, in a sense, commit yourself to do. It may be a regular thing you do, but you don't get guilty if you don't do it. That's the whole point. But training does involve an amount of commitment, an act of the will, to help us grow in Christ. Spiritual disciplines are not a way to earn favour with God. This is the God, you know, who knows exactly what I'm like. All my secrets, all my failures, all my sins, and went to the cross for me. You know, I can't pull the wool over God's eyes if I'm doing something out of a right motive or a wrong motive. We don't need to. The heart of growing in the inner inner life, I think, is to uh, do away with pretense. It's about being real, isn't it? Being real and we understand who God is. We can only be real before him. Signs of wise spiritual training. I want to leave time just for uh, some simple bit of worship and uh, reflection at the end. Respects the freedom of the spirit. Respects our unique temperament and gifts. Takes into account our season of life because there are seasons of life sometimes with uh, children about sometimes about commuting to London every day sometimes about being unemployed and how that makes us feel. There are so many different seasons of life seasons of poor health. Respect the inevitability of troughs and peaks you know We know this to be true, don't we?